0: better read than dead it's a literature podcast from a left perspective i'm megan i'm tristan i'm katie and today we're going to be talking about rob roy which is walter scott's 1817 historical novel about um it's not about rob roy it's about a fail son (laughs) named frank osbaldistone i think
1: is this his name? Or it's France Toblerone. Fra- 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 Toblerone Francis Oswald yes. Fra- Francis Toblerone indeed Fra- yeah.
0: Francis Toblerone uh, who hates his dad and gets horny for a Catholic woman and at some point beats the uh, Highland outlaw Rob Roy McGregor who has an accent
1: mm-hmm. so- and, and very long arms as Scott tells us
0: and extremely long arms we, it's like Referenced on multiple occasions, so um, Tristan, whose pick this is, so obviously, why Rob Roy? Uh,
1: it, it is the final chapter of my dissertation, um, which says some uh, weird things about me. Um, so I I fully cop to Walter Scott being my embarrassing stand object for my academic period, um, and I admit that this is embarrassing for two things. One, it is hella dorky. There's no getting around yes. that. And also, you know, my dude's politics are pretty fucking bad. Uh, he, he was a Tory, which while, while, yes, having a somewhat different connotation in the early 19th century than today, was still pretty shitty. Um, he was super into hierarchies and like the hegemony of the British Empire. Uh, when he got rich off his writing, um, and he did get very rich off his writing, he built himself this utter bullshit medieval matter, in scare quotes, called Abbotsford in the Scottish Borders. <laughs> Complete with suits of armor and about 20,000 antlers uh, hanging on the wall and Rob Roy's wallet, which he acquired. Um, yes, I have dragged my, my wife there uh, and, <laughs> and also up the hundreds of steps of the Scott Memorial in Edinburgh. <laughs> she, is, she is a trooper. <laughs> she, yep, that, she,
0: that's real love.
1: And, and she, she actually, I really liked both of both of those things. She said "Tells sure me, sure she did.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, but she loved it. Yeah, uh-huh. everyone loves climbing stairs. Do <laughs> <too> nerd shit.
1: <laughs> uh, particularly someone else's nerd shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, the
2: only good thing about nerd shit is that you usually get to sit down while doing it.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yes. Ra- rather than climbing up a Victorian uh, memorial. Yes, indeed. Um, but, okay, but so, like, on the more, like, sort of serious <laughs> reasons, and, and I think that, like, oh, that makes me feel less bad about myself. Um, Scott is, like, a real innovator in the historical novel, um, which is a genre that has tremendous potential for leftists, and... Um, you know, his view of history is actually kind of proto-Marxist, uh, as, as the Marxist critic uh, and Hungarian culture minister, uh, Ge- Ge- Georg <laughs> Lukács, uh, famously recognized. Like, this is not great man theory at all. Like, Scott's novels are very much, uh, you know, historical condition, shaping individual possibility in a way that's, you know, okay, cool, man, you, you weirdo. Um, and I don't know, Scotland's cool, the bagpipes are cool, whiskey's good, and I actually do like haggis.
0: I've never had it.
1: I, I I had it like I I feel like you can have very bad haggis. I I, I like this kind of fancy restaurant in Edinburgh near Edinburgh Castle. I had it at, and I was like, oh, this is actually like or could be good. You know what I mean?
0: So it's not like pizza, and that all pizza is good pizza.
1: No, I don't think so. No, it, it it's like if you like black pudding, you kind of would like haggis. Nope, don't okay. Like okay. All right. <laughs> <at> all. If, <laughs> Fair.
0: I don't. I'm.
1: Her. It's. Mm. <laughs> You don't like no. eating animal blood, Katie. You're from you're for PA. Like not tell me you don't like scrapple and shit. You
2: know. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. All scrapple is good scrapple. Yeah. Period. End of story. But <laughs> the haggis, I, I don't know about that. I mean, it's not the it's not the blood, but it's the it's the 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 the, the primacy of the blood. It rises to the top. It's really all about the blood.
1: <laughs> the sheep. The sheep and cooked in the stomach. That is kind of weird, but.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's not that. There's it's not actually the fact of the blood. It's that it yeah. tastes bloody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I don't... I'd actually... Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know how much blood there is in Haggis, but it is very, like, organy kind of gamey, you know?
0: Oh, yum. <laughs> yeah. I just love organ meat. Ugh.
2: I love climbing stairs and eating Haggis. we <laughs> coming <laughs> on a Scottish vacation. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So I... I have never been to Scotland, and I feel... Like, I have been on a journey, and now I never need go to Scotland, because I have read this novel. Uh, <laughs> I now love swarthy men. I now hate people named Rashley, which is, yeah, I <laughs> think, how that's pronounced.
1: hmm Yep.
0: Uh, so, this book has changed some things in my heart, and I'm not sure if those changes are for the good, um, I just, you know, I, I bought a kilt. Yay. I might, I own more than one. So that's not that bad. I might go down to the courthouse tomorrow to rename my daughter, Megan Oig. How is that one pronounced?
1: See, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. And also see, you get it. Okay. You, you get this <laughs> novel. <laughs> I, I read it.
0: <laughs> For, I think you get it. I, think I you read get it. it. I I think I did my best. But I did kind of want to read it because, like, I'm genuinely interested. Like, I feel like I have to f- fuck with Tristan because that's my role on the show. But, like, I genuinely want to know your opinion about this weird-ass <laughs> book. <laughs> and I am interested in your Marxist opinions about weird books. This is the weirdest book. <laughs> and I bet you can have lots of thoughts about it. Um <laughs> i bet one could i bet one (laughs) could pronounce names and have some funny (laughs) thoughts about this uh i also like give a shit about the historical novel which is very very different for like a 20th century scholar of ethnic american literature than it is for like a 18th 19th century guy and so like novels about sort of like rehabilitating 19th century racial questions are very different from like manly man books written by dorks <laughs> cosplaying playing with claymores
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they, why they t- do i need to know what a sporin is like i have this vocabulary now that i was like that's a waste
1: to sound cool or very dorky uh no but i wasn't like i i actually though i mean you know we taught a class to, on literature and citizenship together um that you know it wasn't all a bunch of historical novels but i actually do feel like my reasons for caring about this genre your reasons for caring about this genre we sort of see, saw a lot in that class like why we both do kind of care about these things you know
0: yeah it was kind of startling i mean i think that I would love to teach another, teach the historical novel. I think it would be another class that would, like, f- fucking slap. Also, I love that I get genuinely excited about, like, oh, you want to teach a class on something?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Me too.
0: All right, K, K to K2K. Why? Yes, yes. Uh, why? Sir Walter Scott Sir Walter Are we gonna do that? Are no, fuck that Are we gonna do that, do that he, all episode?
1: No, fuck that I, That's That's I left it out I, I don't I don't I, he, I don't abide by the aristocratic naming <laughs> conventions
0: I just don't like Do I don't I
1: don't He was to. very old too I like I think. I don't think he became sir Until after he wrote this book anyway So
2: Well then How are you gonna get an audience With the 9,000 year old <laughs> queen at Buckingham <in> palace <laughs> If you don't uh, subscribe to these conventions. Uh, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, do you, what do you call him? Do you call him, do you just say, sir, you don't say my Lord or whatever bullshit? I call him Walt. <laughs> oh, there you go.
2: Just because we are friends. We do lunch. Uh, um, call him Wally.
1: <laughs>
0: oh
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: well, awesome. Wally Scott.
2: Yeah. Okay. So w- Wally Scott. Uh, why did I, why did I want to read more Wally Scott? Um, I actually like I, I like Sir Walter Scott. I res- I I respect him great a great deal. Um, the first book of his that I read I I was forced to read for a class, and that was called that book is called Guy Mannering, mm-hmm. and the I started loving uh, Walt because you just have to love someone who titles a book about a dude. Guy man ring, <laughs> like like okay, all right, I'll call him he's a guy i'm gonna I'm gonna call him guy, man, a ring, so it sounds real <laughs> yeah. um the other thing is it's, it's like, like Dickens. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some flavors of Dickens going on here <laughs> the, the other thing is this, so the reason why I was really interested in reading Rob Roy was because in the in every single uh you know edition of any uh Sir Walter Scott book that i have rob roy does not get mentioned it is it is that uh it is that unmentioned and it mentions some like the intro to the one that the the penguin edition mentions some like bizarro book about like wandering through the heath and it does not mention rob roy so Mm. i had to know Uh. what is it about this um he also so the the most important reason why i wanted to read this though is that i watched um all of the television show outlander yes i made it through the whole thing
0: (laughs) i haven't even tried a single episode
2: i i don't recommend it uh i will give you i'll give you the the general plot here uh because it's very very much like rob roy it's almost identical to the plot of Rob Roy. It involves the Jacobite rebellion. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Okay. So there's the similarity and there's involvement in it. What's Mm -hmm. different is that this is about a sexy lady doctor time traveling back to the Jacobite rebellion. Okay. (laughs) And then, and then she's going to intervene in history. She's a time traveler, so
0: how many of these jokes are about like ladies can't ride horses, <laughs> ladies can't write words like oh this lady this lady can do it all
2: what they don't <laughs> like about her is that she's not Scottish, <laughs> oh okay, got yeah, it, yeah, that's the thing they don't like about her. What they do like about her is that she is a sexy and b a doctor, and c has has mysterious knowledge, so like okay, so her she germs. goes back and. In- about germs about band-aids uh about fucking
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh um, right which yeah. they don't know how to do in the 19th century
2: oh
1: no there was no fucking in the 18th century whatsoever no. none, well, none. <laughs> well, let
2: me tell you in in this in this series of books in this television show my friends the the scottish hunky uh highland gentleman he's a virgin on their wedding night okay he saved himself <laughs> <laughs> all right so, uh, all right. that's all. That's all I have to say. That's a total um, but real she, thing. But, but she, but she wants to stop the Jacobite rebellion. Mm-hmm. She's go. She goes back to to convince him not to do the rebellion.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, I'm sorry. Because
2: what? He'll die.
1: Okay. You know, uh, my, Megan and my, uh, boss, uh, who's also, she's a 19th centuryist, we had a very lovely coworker uh, who's into sort of this genre thing, who tried to get us to, cause like, oh, you guys would both be into Outlander, and, uh, my boss and I just looked at each other like, yeah, we'll try that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like, I, 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 this speak, should speak to me, and even I am like, I, I can't, I'm sorry, <laughs>
2: like. It is the worst, it's honest to God, one of the worst things I've ever had the misfortune of watching and I Mm. couldn't stop. I knew it was bad. (laughs) I knew it was bad when I was watching one of the sex scenes. It's like one of the very famous ones that involves I shit you not, 10 full minutes of undoing old timey buttons. And I found myself so angry that I was (laughs)
0: going to throw my laptop across the room. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, your completest uh impulse there was bad yeah it's usually bad it's usually bad okay so today we are going to talk about what scotland is or the national form we are going to be talking about genre and romance and romance novels and historical novels and we're going to be talking about our sweet raven-haired outlaw sister diana vernon uh okay, so Tristan, give us the context
1: yeah and and I did want to think you know maybe context before we get to the plot summary would help make sense of the non plot, but four hundred pages of um so okay, so basically, I want to say two things: one is why many leftist critics are into Scott for his theoretical approaches, to questions of history um. And so, like, again, Scott Tatori, he's, you know, a conservative. uh, He's trained as a lawyer, very successful editor and writer, very much part of the Edinburgh bourgeoisie. Um, And, you know, unlike Robert Burns, you know, the poet uh, who's a near contemporary, who I think is kind of more straightforward, really part of like a proto-left tradition, like Burns' poems are all about poverty and kind of, you know, displacement. You know, Scott is really into this new, newly conceived Britishness, as opposed to the kind of like you know, English, Scottish, Welsh kind of micro identities, um, and, and, the British empire, um, and just to say like, so like British is a term getting constructed in this period to basically encompass all of the island of Great Britain and like Ireland as well. Uh, this this kind of like transnational sort of thing. They um,
0: took that great as I understand. Oh Ireland yeah, it is like, absolutely
1: no, no problems ever came of that whatsoever. And it's, 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 it, it still exists uh, unproblematically to, into the present.
2: Uh, (laughs) how delightful
1: so so, but with all that being said like scott does not follow like a conservative line of historiography at all um there are no true world historical actors in in any of scott's fiction at least not his main focuses uh you know like it, it does not follow great man theory uh you know which was the idea that history is shaped by kind of important individuals um, you know, his, his, his heroes, they're all schmucks and fail sons, like all across the board, uh, or, you cool. know, or, or sometimes like Heart of Midlothian, which I think is his best novel, uh, you know, the, the main character's a woman and who's kind of marginalized by class and gender positions. So they are not like at the centers of power, his protagonists. Um, and this is why Georg Lukacs in the 1930s, when he's writing his, his book the hist- uh, on the historical novel is like, Hey, fellow commies, I know this sounds crazy, but this guy doesn't suck. Um, and this is quoting from from lukacs scott's greatness lies in his capacity to give living human embodiment to historical social types the typically human terms in which great historical trends become tangible had never before been so superbly straightforwardly and pregnantly portrayed and above all never before had this kind of portrayal been consistently set at the center of the representation of reality um and all
0: you're confirming here is to me is that like Lukacs is a dork, and Bertolt Brecht is right, and he's the cool guy. End of story. Yeah, I
2: went into a fugue state when you started reading that. I just started staring into the
0: distance. Right. I also so- note that my husband just walked through the room, and I said Bertolt Brecht is a hero, and he just thumbs up to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh i mean i i don't disagree with that um but but i mean but but the idea is that, right that, niche. That like
0: sorry that was a very uh that was for for all audiences and not at all niche little sentence we just read there <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah i mean like so history is shaping kind of individual individual possibility rather as hit than history as a narrative of like you know in big big important individuals. Um, so then, the, the other thing I, do, I just wanted to say is the historical background of this novel. Um, I mentioned like that you know Scott is part of a project of producing this idea of Britain to supplant like England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. Um, you know, so basically this had been happening throughout the 18th century, like in 1707, Scotland is brought into, uh, the, the, Scotland, Scotland is unified with England, uh, under the kingdom of great Britain. Um, 1801, Ireland is brought in. That's when you get the United kingdom formed. Um, and there are a few reasons why this happens in the 18th century. Um, and a big one has to do with the aftermath of the 17th century civil war and revolutions in England, Scotland and Ireland. Um, so like, At a macro level, right? Uh, The Scottish House of Stuart, which had taken over the English throne in 1603 when Elizabeth died, finally after like a disastrous 85 years of power gets booted in 1688 in the Glorious Revolution uh, when James II is replaced with his own daughter uh, and and her Protestant Dutch husband, William of Orange. And, you know, we talked a bit about this in Robinson Crusoe and and Gulliver's Travels, but, like, so the Stuarts were basically absolute monarchs. Um, They were long suspected of being secretly Catholic, uh, which is a problem in this, you know, very Protestant nation at this point. But more to the point, they were really not part of the emergent order of capital. Um, They kind of adhere to an older paradigm where the kind of crown directs everything. And as such, like the kind of emergent bourgeois, like financial interests um, and their political party, which is called the Whigs, um, were, were fiercely opposed to the Stuarts. Um, so the, they get kicked out in 1688. They try a few times to reclaim power over the next 60 years um, in a series of Jacobite risings. Um, the term Jacobite comes from the Latin form of James. Um, the largest in 1745, but another smaller one in 1715, which is when Rob Roy is set. Um, and just so like, what, what the hell does Scotland have to do with this? Again, the Stuarts were historically the Scottish royal family. Um, but like, they had a very kind of conflicted legacy in Scotland, right? So like the Scots speaking, which is the, it kind of, you know, very closely related to English language, uh, Lowlands, which are, you know, Presbyterian, not Catholic at all, uh, fairly capitalist, absolutely fucking hated the Stuarts. Um, the Catholic kind of Gaelic-speaking Highlands, where you still had this medieval feudal clan system, um, they were sort of hotbeds of Stuart support. Um, and that's when the Stuarts tried to reclaim power. That's where they looked. They looked at the, high, the Highlands to kind of, to you know, as, as their center of political power. Um, and, and that's that's that is sort of the historical backdrop that Rob Roy is taking place in.
0: Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to do my best to keep all that in mind.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it is very. And, and I, I should also say too that like. It, it it's it's the backdrop of the narrative and this is why i think Scott's got so interesting it is the backdrop of the narrative it's always present but the relationship of it to, like, individual events that you see at the novel is very hard to figure out. And and I think, again, that's kind of a sophisticated sense of what the historical moment is. Like, it does determine things, but not really in a way that you as an individual can get your head around or feel like you have much influence over.
0: So is this partly sense. why you said we don't have to read the introduction, which I yeah. sadly <laughs> spent 12 years reading.
1: Yes. Uh, and, and the introduction, yes. Yeah, so Scott <laughs> S- Scott went bankrupt or or close to bankrupt in 1826 because this publishing house that he was involved in failed. And so he reissues all of his novels with these giant introductions added where he just massively dorks out. Um, and, and yeah, like, I mean, he, basically what he's doing in this introduction, which was added, you know, like at the late 1820s, is is just like oh yeah so then this happened this happened this happened does not relate at all to the action of the novel it reads <laughs> you know? like
0: genesis to it me it does
1: it's it, it's it's impenetrable it is scott at his absolute worst
2: I can you can you fucking imagine writing that shit so that you can support your lifestyle of living at medieval times 24 <laughs> 7
0: yeah um, glenn mcgrundle my favorite of all the scott's her- uh, heroes th- Comes down from his mountain, like I. It's so. It was so boring. I was like, "Oh, it is. No, it is. I'm so screwed." If you want me to read this, the
1: rest. But that's why I said, "Don't read." (laughs) That's why I said, "Don't." It was too late. It
0: was too late.
1: It's fifty
0: motherfucking pages.
1: (laughs) um uh, but i like i i am a big dork uh about 18th century stuff so if we do need to know more about the stewards at any point of this conversation which i don't think we will uh just ask and i am happy. send
0: to- tristan an email about what uh objet de fanboy uh walter scott had in his silly castle <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, and totally email Tristan at his personal email address if you want to ask him any questions about the Stuarts, and email me at my personal email address if you want to ask me any questions about my therapist, Stuart. Oh, yeah,
0: of course. Stuart is one of the most – the three most important supporting characters of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the summary and my, uh, my favorite – Stand in because I too am half coquette, half romp. (laughs) Tell us what happens.
1: Uh, Yes, yes, uh, yes. Um, okay, so Francis Osbaldistone. (laughs) King of the
0: ding dongs. Fail son
1: of the London financier William Osbaldistone does not want to get an NBA, goddammit. He wants to write poetry, see the world, be a fancy lad. Uh William, the father, does not like this one bit. He thinks that his son is a damned dirty hippie who is forsaking the noble and heroic world of commerce to write shitty rhymes. Um, and, and like William actually does. He really thinks that, like like commerce for him has supplanted these older forms of like gentle manliness that he's kind of rejected. Um, so backstory, which will become important. Uh, William was disowned by his Northumberland uh, in the far north of England. Tory father because one William became a Protestant. How dare he? Um, and also a, a, a Whig. So, ha- having lost this pre-modern claim on gentle manliness, you know that he's, he's the heir to this uh, this landed estate. Um, trade is the system uh, which has supplanted that ethos for for William, and and uh, and and so. But William is so pissed off um, that Frank does not want to join his counting house that he exiles him back to Osbaldistone Hall in the care of his brother, Sir Hildebrand. Uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> jesus christ who he absolutely hates uh so this sounds like kind of a dumb plan um and 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 william offers to instead take one of sir hildebrand's sons on at the counting house at frank's place um this I, if this sounds ill thought out uh it it is it um, sounds
2: like the television show wife swap
1: uh <laughs> yes it has it has a definitely like reality tv sort of vibe to it yeah. um Okay, so it's a Frank, big plot. It's it's it is it is a big yeah. plot, but in, yet nothing happens in it, which is also kind of why it's like it's not fun to read. But I also love about Scott D- you
0: know? dudes and skirts show up. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Dudes and skirts show up, and it's also you know it's just the ponderousness and nothing happening makes a, a claim. I think about history, but anyway. Um, okay, so so Frank goes off to Northumberland, um, and he meets Sir Hildebrand's large wet sons, uh, each more ridiculously <laughs> named than the last. We have Percival, Thorncliffe, Dickon, uh, something other—I can't remember the other two—and Rashleigh, who is the smart but evil one.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all so big. They, they are. You know, when I
1: say large wet suds, they really are large and very wet. Um, they drink constantly. Um, so Sir Hildebrand and the boys do nothing but fox hunt and drink. Be Catholic. Uh, probably Jacobites, uh, so, you know, treasonous implications, um, and and very, very, very fucking stupid. Um, but he, uh, Frank also meets her Hildebrand's niece, Diana Vernon, who is not like other girls at all because she also hunts and rides. She reads papist books in Latin, is very hot, uh, and, and makes fun of Thorncliffe to his face.
0: <laughs> um, half coquette, half romp.
1: <laughs> that yes, indeed. Uh, D- Diane is the best character in this book, although the way she's described is, you know, more than slightly misogynistic. Um, so, so Frank is extremely into her, uh, but but she is promised either the convent or some dipshit squire, probably one of the other Osbaldistone bu- boys. In what definitely seems like it's some Jacobitical treason. Um, this makes Frank sad, and he gets very drunk because he's horny. Uh, he punches rashly and is generally having a very miserable time at Osbaldistone Hall. This seems bad because it is Rashley who is, you know, after all, going to take Frank's place at William's firm. Um, and he does and soon pulls some shit. Uh, it, you know, William goes off to – William Osbottlestone, the dad. He goes off to Holland and holy fuck, Rashley absconds with all of the firm's assets and flees to Scotland for, you know, what seemed to be treasonous purposes. Uh, so then we're like, what, 200 pages in? Frank goes to Scotland <laughs> to chase oh, and,
0: him. And I'm just, I'm just going to add for the sake of reminder, what's the title of this book?
1: Rob Roy. Yes. <laughs> <So he's,
0: laughs> Where's Rob yeah. Roy? Where's, yes. where, uh, where, yeah. where him? Where him?
1: Yes, ex- exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Ian, Ian Duncan, uh, who, who is uh, uh, the, a really great scholar of, of this period and uh, did the introduction to the Oxford edition of Rob Roy. Uh, he has this great line to the, in his introduction to the effect of, uh, Scott seems to have named it Fr- Rob Roy, so as not to have named it Francis Osbaldist. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody right, buys, nobody's, it should be nobody's <laughs>
0: buying that nobody's buying frank osby frank toblerone
1: no, no exactly <laughs> um so okay so we go to we go to glasgow which is where william has all these business interests um and partners including this lovable oaf uh dialect speaking oaf bailey, bailey nicole jarvie uh who agrees to help frank track out his money um and yeah it's like oh wait where the as megan just said where the fuck is rob roy Well, finally. Uh, We meet him, although we don't know it's him yet. Um, Sure, uh, sure, sure, we don't. No way. We we, we meet Robert Campbell, who, yeah, that's fucking Rob Roy, um, who uh, is a cousin of Jarvie and who's mysterious and has really long arms and red hair. uh, (laughs) And among other things, he interrupts this duel that happens between Rashley and Frank, which is much less interesting than it sounds. So we can kind of skip over it. Uh, (laughs) Gingerface McFiddlefaddle uh so but bailey's uh, bailey nicole jarvie's like uh, like island we, 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 we must get the money um so they set off to the highlands which you know jarvie as a lowlander is terrified of uh and, and you know they're, they're trying to figure out what that dastardly rashly has been up to um it, a, a bunch of
2: i <laughs> <laughs> You're just fat bastard voice from Austin Powers.
1: I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, no, totally. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> it was so I can't. good. Yeah, um, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> goes with my my spot-on Cockney accent from the Christmas Carol episode. Um, Absolutely. So, Okay, so finally they get to the Highlands after some more shit happens. Uh, eventually they're taken prison by, prisoner by Helen McGregor, who's Rob Roy's wife, um, who we're told is like just absolutely terrifying. Uh, it, we learned that Rob Roy, who is a clan chieftain in the Highlands, uh, he turned to cattle thieving as a result of fighting with this nobleman, the Duke of Montrose. Um, it, we, it, we're, it's strongly implied that Montrose's men raped Helen, uh, which is why she's become this kind of like warlord uh, who's kind of seeking vengeance. Um, she murders the shit out of this English dipshit Morris um and and Jarvie and Frank think that she's going to kill him too uh but but she ends up wanting their help in freeing Rob Roy who's gotten captured uh Frank kind of does this although not really he doesn't really do much he meets Montrose but Rob Roy sort of escapes because like Montrose's men like him, and Rob Roy's like the actual action hero in this he swims um, away yeah, he just swims away. Uh, on arms. Uh, Frank is riding through the highlands at night, or maybe walking. I think he's walking at this point. Uh, you know, uh, Rob and, and and Diana, who is very mysteriously and and you know kind of hornily, uh, come back into the picture on horseback. Yes, that's right. He is not on horseback. She is, uh, is going with her whole kind of dom vibe that 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 is constructed around her. Um, <laughs> And she's with this guy that Frank assumes is her Jacobite husband. Uh, she does help Frank get his money back. Basically, the Rashleigh plot, what happened was Rashley stole all this money that like, was going to cause a financial crisis in the Highlands. Basically, caught, make the Highland chieftains so mad that they rise up in support of the Stuarts um but you know when shit went south rashly turned state's evidence and is now a double traitor so he's working for the the government at this point (laughs) um i'm sleepy this is yeah yeah, i know i'm almost done i'm almost done um (laughs) william's happy now was fail son save the day uh the action goes back to england Holy shit, finally, 400 fucking pages into the novel, the, the Jacobite Rising of 1715 breaks out. Uh, we dispense with it in a single chapter, which I think is warranted. Uh, all of Sir Hildebrand's sons die in various dumb fuck ways, as does Sir Hildebrand himself. Uh, he's made Frank his heir because he got so pissed, pissed off at Rashley. With the war over, Frank goes to Osbaldistone Hall and there he meets Diana, who is in hiding with her dad. Yeah, it turns out it was him and not a husband she hasn't married. Uh, Frank helps them escape uh, when Rashley brings government forces to arrest them. Rob Roy appears in the neck of time, kills Rashley. Diana escapes to France. Frank follows to retrieve her from the convent. They marry. The end.
0: <laughs> awesome. He gets the girl. He steals the
2: girl from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.
0: I thought her dad. I thought her dad died and was like, "You don't have to go to a convent anymore."
1: No, she she still goes off. No, 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 she still goes off to the convent. But it's like, and her dad does die. But it's basically like she, like she's not. You know, when, once he's out of the picture, she's kind of like, "I don't really want to be at this convent," and oh, okay. then she, and then she yeah goes back to. England.
2: It's like so boring. It's just fucking convent. Somebody get me the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't seem to be one of those horny convents like in Phantomina.
0: No. I can't is- believe I got confused about the plot. <laughs> No, it I was fucking, desperate
2: for this plot summary. <laughs> it, is,
1: it is fucking impenetrable. Like it it really is. Um, I mean, and a lot of Scott's novels work like that, but this is one that it's like I I the political kind of subplot of it, I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know what's happening. <laughs> you know, I have to keep reading back through my notes to refigure it out.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you're the one leading us into the fray on this one. Yeah. Because I think the rest of us are a little confused. <laughs>
2: We will follow you into the Into the mysterious highlands Of Scotland Where we will find who knows what <laughs> And who knows why And who knows with whom There are
0: sexy broads uh, Swords, everyone has a sword It's called a claymore
1: It is called a Claymore, yes.
2: Uh, Oh, so who's the dork squad now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a giant... I mean, also, like, there is something ridiculous about the Claymore, more than something ridiculous about the Claymore. A Claymore is like a five-foot log, two-handed, giant (laughs) piece of steel, which I just want to point out, they had guns at this point, you know?
2: That's, okay, no, that's, Megan, that's about as tall as we
1: are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's as tall as we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: that's somebody yeah. holding me by my feet and and slapping some other dude with my head. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> that yes, that is right. That is right. Um Tristan, but, uh, I think
0: your wife is also like a tall. Like that's yeah, that's a yeah. seven eighth sized adult.
1: It it no, it's a it's a it is a it is a Yes, it's a giant sword. Which also there's not, not nothing phallic or phallic anxiety happening. Are they with members that.
0: of the the Order of the Giant Saber? Uh, a
1: little <laughs> bit, and also you know what? Like we know they don't wear they don't wear anything under their kilt, so. Uh, <laughs> God.
2: I, I resent that you would even say that this has some kind of a phallic implication in this novel about fathers and sons and who's no, is bigger.
0: <laughs> I just,
2: I well, think it's a reach. we well, am having so-
0: 12 sons who all die in silly ways. So, <laughs> it's so-
2: like final destination, but like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Tristan, mm-hmm. what we've talked about this genre thing since we started the show all those years all those many months ago so like i read this and i was like this is a fucking romance novel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and i mean that in, like not oh you know the romance from the 16th century i mean just like it sounds like a 21st century uh embossed gold lettering like yeah banging in the woods kind of vibe no so I- like
1: What's the genre? Yes, and I think that you are a hundred percent right about that. Um, and so, basically, what I would say, so like, and to try to bridge the gap between like supermarket robots and like that, the old like kind of yeah, like sixteenth century romance. Well, I mean, like, so how, one, like how how do those work? I mean, romances are built around archetypal figures, right? Like, we all we know who the heroine is. Like, I mean, she's kind of the same in every every novel. We know basically the hero. Uh, I mean, you know, some like some descriptions will change, but basically like those plot functions are sad um Your and i role, do think
0: you are there to fuck the night and the night's job is to fuck you
1: y- yes which we, yes. And, yes which we i forget the episode we we said i think pride and prejudice uh yeah we, we yeah yeah,
0: that. yeah. And, 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 but that is Our true first- and, and, brunette heroine
1: our first brunette heroine that's right not our um, last. which we will talk about why that's important when we talk about diverted specifically um uh, but no like um yeah and and so i actually do think that there that that is a, a, a real connection between the supermarket romance and like the medieval romance like yeah, that, they are still about the you know very much about that um and, but, and like the other thing too is that uh this is very self-consciously a market focused novel like scott Scott wrote that. I mean, he was trying to do like you know theoretically interesting literary things, but he was also trying to make bank, uh, so he could build his his lar pals. Um, <laughs> well, and, it's not know. like
0: popular fiction ne- or genre fiction never has like cool shit to say.
1: No, it, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like apart from that, so okay, so the 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 historical novel in the eighteenth, late eighteenth, nineteenth century itself grows out of. Like what was called the national tale, which is sort of a romance genre. It's again, trying, you know, in this moment, post acts of union thinking through like, oh, what does it mean to be Irish? What does it mean to be Scottish? And they would, you know, uh, like people like Sidney Owens and Rye Edgeworth, they would create these stories around these very kind of archetypal uh, sort of like national figures. And the historical novel takes that up, but then tries to do novelly things with it, like it tries to give us less archetypes and more individuals um uh, like but novel does it do well, that? Well, well no 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 I mean, here's the thing. I think that this novel is full of archetypes, except the fucking protagonist is such a blank. That I do yeah. think he is a novelistic individual. You know what I mean. So it's like, you like for the, like Scott's historical novels, they do have these world historical figures floating around the outside. Uh, they do have these very recognizable archetypes happening within it. But the hero is invariably a fucking schmuck who isn't driving anything and is just kind of like letting history wash over him and doesn't know how anything is happening, which is a very novelly thing to me. You know what I mean? And he yeah. also doesn't know how anything works. No, no, not at all. Nothing. No no
2: nothing nothing the thing about him is that he is so it's like okay he's not like a typical bl- like you know the guy who leads you through through pilgrim's progress let's say like a right. blankety bl- you know like a blank guy right but but he's he's all foibles like that's what makes him a novelist <laughs> yeah. character. Like, yeah. but he, he doesn't have any like he's the hero but he's just all like like weird little quirks and like obnoxious traits he's yes. hero in
0: name only right
1: Yes. He's hero and name only. He also, he's like, he's sort of like eminently like readable and misreadable by everyone else, which that's not like, so like Scott's first novel, which I think in many ways is a better novel than Rob Roy, uh, but slightly less known, Waverly, like Edward Waverly, like even at the last name, you could kind of hear that. He's like kind of hand wavy, doesn't really know what's happening. Uh, and is always like. But basically, it's like everyone else is kind of constantly reading and rereading and misinterpreting him. Um, and like, he, because again, like he's not driving any, he's just like, okay, so we're in the middle of this world historical drama and there's just this schmuck. Like what, what do we do with this person? (laughs) Um, But, but so it's like, it's like this weird tension between trying to tell like a story about the historical moment and this very kind of like bird's eye sense versus like, what the fuck does it look like as an individual when you're just plopped down in the middle of this? So
0: is this the thing, like, I know that I sound a little bit, like soft brained right now but is that the thing where like this is against the great man theory in the sense that like there are guys like famous guys doing all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff but we're in the brain of like a fail son nobody who's like what's going on guys
1: Yes. Yeah. Right. It, because, and, and I think that takes up a question, um, of like, what does this, what does, what do like big historical events actually mean at an individual level? And a lot of times it's like, it's hard to say. Um, but even like the world historical figures, right? Like Rob Roy, he's this famous, like true, like kind of true history, like outlaw from 18th century Scottish history. He doesn't fucking do anything. You know what I mean? Like he swims away. Yeah. He swims away. Um, Michael and,
2: Phelps is away
1: yeah Michael <laughs> Phelps is away exactly so yeah um, yeah
2: okay just one more thing about Frank that I, I sort of have a question about so like he does get himself into uh, these big events that he has nothing really to do with but he does have a thing he's doing like mm-hmm. he's going to get his dad's money back from his evil cousin
1: mm-hmm-hmm mm-hmm.
2: so like there's yeah. family drums yeah but it's but he's incapable of like executing anything on his own.
1: Right. But
2: he's still doing shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, but it's I feel like, like that's kind of boring compared to the like, I'm less interested in that than like he's got to go find this woman who's, uh, no, never mind. I don't even know what she's doing in the fucking middle of the book. <laughs>
1: she, she doesn't. not yeah, know. She no, one no one knows. Like, no. But that's the thing. I mean, like, yeah. Like, okay, Diver, Diana Vernon. Oh, she's like, look at the look at this very hot, like, uh, black-haired Catholic woman, like, who does all these boy <laughs> things. She must be important. Um, it, like, well, and I mean, important in like in a local sense, like you know, to Frank's personal narrative, but important in like a world historical sense. Eh. Um, but like you just mentioned the money, um, Kitty. Like, yeah, like so. I, I, act, I So what's important is the money, right? Like, the money is much mm-hmm. more important than the Osbaldistones, any of them, whether it be William or, or Rashley, like the agents around it. It's like, what we're seeing is this drama about, like, this big financial force that links, like, the Metropole, London, where the Osbaldistones and, and all these other bankers are operating, and the Catholic Highlands, which feels, like, very peripheral and kind of on the outside of, like, this sort of, like, emerging modernity, and yet... It's like, you know, suddenly the money dries up and holy shit, this is going to cause like an insurrection that like none of the individuals who are like trying like scrambling to figure it out really have. It's just like the money is so much more important than any of the individual actors.
2: Right, and everybody wants the money for different reasons. So, like the dad, the the dad Frank's dad just wants the money because he has this weirdo like brain worm that makes him acquisitive beyond belief. And Frank wants to get the money back because he hates Rashly because he thinks that he like I don't know like did is too is too good of buddies with Diana or whatever. <laughs> yes, so right. Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And
0: there's there's a difference here between like. This, I hope this isn't going off the rails. But there's – so they also own the – This estate is called Osbaldistone, right?
1: Osbal, Osbaldistone Hall, yes.
0: Okay. Which – so they own it and Frank's going to own it at the end. But yeah, the well, Highland yeah. people are like defending land, right? Like the, the notion of ownership is like super different.
1: Yes, it is. Um, And and this kind of gets to the sort of tension between the the, like the the lowlands um, and the the highlands like like the lowlands by the late 18th century are very much kind of part of like. Capital, right? Like, I mean, they're they're you know, you're starting to see like the the glimmerings of like the industrial revolution there. Like, they're very the 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 towns that are emerging are very kind of trade oriented. Like Glasgow is an important like industrial and financial center. Edinburgh is a very important uh, financial center. Um, and they like yeah, so like they're uh, and and you know, I mean, the religious thing, the fact that they're like Presbyterians and had had their own Reformation, like that's part of it. But I think the other thing is they're like no, we're we're part of modernity. Um, which like Scott was, I mean, like one of the like Scott was really like trying to like kind of invent Scotland as part of like the new like m- modern kind of british state the highlands are something very different like the yeah like this clan system uh uh, uh you know is retained um like there the, the the obligations between the chieftain and like basically his dependents it's like it, it is not at all part of that kind of like modern order of capital um you know it's it's, it's something much much older um, well, and, and I think it's
0: supposed to be something like pre-civilized and I don't want to get into the, like, uh, I don't want to go too far into the, the territory of like the British empire, which is like a civilizing mission, but this is a sort of like pre-civilized group of people.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, well, yeah. And, and so like, uh, like again, uh, Ian Duncan, I think his, his introduction, the Oxford uh, edition is really helpful. Um, he talks about like the, what the Highlands represent as being, he calls it like the primitive um it, it, which is not really so much pre modern like this this older thing, although its origins are as it is anti anti-modern, mm. right like so it it it's it, it sort of like or i mean to kind of put like so Raymond williams, the you know famous marxist uh a cultural theorist uh he has this idea of the the residual uh the the um, the emergent and the dominant um with like the dominant is the paradigm or hegemony that we live under at, at 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 a current moment uh like the residual is this form that hangs on, but it's not like it's still there you know it's it's like it, it's uh it's oh, it, yeah. it's yeah it's like still the question of like how do you okay so like the the logic that produced it is no longer what drives the world. But it's also not—it's not obsolete. Like it's not discarded. It just—it like hangs on and is present in a way that's very threatening to like the dominant order. And it's the question of like, well, can can this be incorporated? Does it have to be fully like excised? Um, and I think that's what Scott is kind of like. I, I think Scott is like actually staging that question explicitly about the highlands. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yes, I I think he is staging explicitly because there's a part of this where they talk about Rob Roy in mm. particular and, and say, um, mm. Mr. Uh, Jarvey or whatever the fuck is that. That's the guy's name. <laughs> Bailey um,
0: Nichol Jarvey, who's I just love like there's something that scans. I don't know. I love it.
1: Yeah. It's Bailey cool
2: Nichol Jarvey. So so he is uh so he talks about rob roy and he says basically um he can't exist within the law so all he has left because um because basically like i i think tristan correct me if i'm just botching this but like the landlords are just bleeding people dry and so um rob roy has to like kind of black, like sort of blackmail people so that they can be under his protection. And it's like, he doesn't really fuck people over, but it's really not legal. And so it's like, he, there's no place for him inside the law anymore period
1: yes that's right he 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 had been like a, basically a the a scottish cattle rancher uh but yeah because of like these rent disputes that's why the duke of montrose like sends his his kind of soldiers to like basically sack his his his, his land um and again again the implication is that that he, they they rape helen um and, and the, yeah and at that point is when he has to turn to being an outlaw um and, and oh, yeah this and, is it,
0: what marx calls the rentier economy
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Not that it's not awesome. It just helps me figure out that thing that I've been trying to figure out.
1: Well, and and I I talked too, about the a little bit about the the cultural tensions between like the lowlands and the highlands. Um, and 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 part of what was driving that was like pure kind of like economic desperation. Like the highlands today, if you visit them, they're very you know they're very like sparsely populated. It's just like a lot of pretty purpley mountains to look at. There were, like, l- tons and tons of people living in the Highlands um, at this point, point. Um, and they kind of, like, they, they get cleared out. The Highland Clearance is a very kind of brutal event at the end of the 18th century, um, part of which was it did go back to kind of, like, the, the anti-Stewart politics, like, depriving the Stuarts of any sort of, like, base of manpower if they ever tried to come back. But a lot of it was also economic, like the 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 the, uh, the, the kind of uh, like financial interests in London, but also in the Lowlands of, of Scotland, were like, uh, you know, we, we could use this much more effectively for like ranch for basically like having large herds than we could for uh, you know the kind of the kind of like rentier stuff um but anyway so but before that happens like yeah you have a very kind of impoverished highlands and like yeah they would like ride down into the lowlands um like black there's a system called blackmail right like where basically it was like a per- protection racket it was like hey you know like lowland like laird person you better pay us or you know we're gonna fucking steal all your cattle um and that's kind of like what rob roy's doing and that also sort of explains the the really powerful tension within what we would think of as Scotland between like this mm-hmm. kind of lowland culture versus this very, very different kind of Highland culture.
2: It's literally New Jersey shit. Like as, yeah. A, yeah. as yeah. a New, yeah. Jersey, yeah. As a New yeah. Jersey person, I, this, uh, this is like it, where you get your linens.
1: It's, it's root, it's Route 72, man. The, on the, the, the north of that, you're a Giants fan, south of that, you're an Eagles fan, right? Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that, I mean, like, okay, so now the historical novel means something a little different than I thought it did, which is, like, it's not just that it takes place in the past. It's also, like, doing a certain degree of, like, historical coverage. Yeah. So it's well, not just, like, every writer's weird book, right? So, like, The Princess Casamassima or, like, the fuck George Eliot. What's her historical novel? Romola.
1: Yes, Ramallah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's different than that. It's, like... It's a, histor- a historical novel in Lukács idiom or in Scott's idiom is like trying to account for something. Yes. But what? <laughs> no, well, yeah. It's okay, but it is the same it's the same as like uh I don't know. Like what are historical uh, Absalom Absalom.
1: Right. No, well, okay. So, I mean like may- <laughs> maybe kind of like, well, cause it's okay. So, I mean, like uh, you, and, and I, I, I actually, I would like to, I would really like to kind of hear your perspective on like the 20th century historical novel in the, in the literature that you, uh, that you study, because like part of what, so, okay. So like Scott, again, like, like Scott is, is trying to sort of invent this capacious new Britishness right um to 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 that they that like a, a scottish person or an english person or an irish or a welsh person could all be part of they could all claim that they are british right um as opposed to those kind of like smaller national identities um part of what that means is Replace or is getting rid of like whatever of those kind of sort of like competing national identities were threatening to each other. So that would be like the idea that mm-hmm. you have these like fearsome like redheaded highlanders who are going to like r- ride out of the mountains and steal your cattle. uh Like you know they they don't you know they don't wear women or whatever and, and your women and they don't wear underpants like you know and their 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 penises are probably very large you know like that.
0: of course they are they have a five foot <laughs> claymore
1: yes. Like, like, so you got to get rid of that. But like, but wait, but there's something kind of like noble and nostalgic about it, isn't it? I would like to larp as a Highlander. Highlander. Oh, could I wear a kilt, even though I have like no kind of cultural claim as like a Lowlander or certainly as an English person to that? Yes, I could. Um, and this is one of my favorite Scottish. You're anecdotes. white,
0: of course, you can wear a kilt.
1: <laughs> well, this this is what. It, this is one of my favorite Scott anecdotes. he's like, I love and hate him at the same time. <laughs> like, and I love him because he's so recognizably dorky and hate him because his politics sucks so bad. Um, but like he, okay. So the, so after the 1745, the uh, rebellion, the last Jacobite rebellion was put down. That's the one with Bonnie Prince Charlie. Um, he the 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 kilt was banned uh it was it was it was part of yeah it was it was part of like a government uh, uh mission of like clamping down on any of this kind of like threatening like otherness about like you know scotland um the way it becomes unbanned is that in the in the Regency uh, when George the Four George the Fourth makes the first state visit of any monarch uh, since since the Stuarts to Scotland, um, Scott orchestrates all of it, and Scott uh, arranges that uh, the Prince Regent, or actually I think he might have been actually George the Fourth at this time that the king uh, will appear in all of his corpulence wearing a kilt. Ah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this has solved, like, the, na- you know, like, the, all of the old national tensions oh, gone. Um, but, but, you know what, so it's like, okay, so it's like, it's retain it's figuring out how you retain the form without any of the old threatening content, and how you can think about yourself as Scottish, but in a way that is, like, British at the same time. That uh, rules.
2: I have a serious question about that. Are you certain that that was Walter Scott and not michael scott
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean there are overlaps there are definitely overlaps
2: Uh, because that is some like fucking american office like hr violation (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah. that's that's going there i can't it's amazing to me i mean that you can make money writing as we've reviewed on the show, that somebody would be like, I think I'm going to write novels and be fantastically rich.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) And Uh, then you can
0: be like, hey, um, Prince Regent, you giant bozo, how about you put on a kilt and go to... Scotland, like yeah. I just can't imagine that.
1: Well, and also, like, so we've got this idea that the tart, you know, the 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 specific plaid pattern the, uh, and color scheme, the tartans, like, oh, they're they're the clan identity that is entirely manufactured in the late 18th century. Like, first of all, dyes were extremely expensive. Like, you're not going to be, you know, some like impoverished like Scottish farmer doing these like elaborate sort of like dye patterns. Like, that's made in the proto-industrial revolution and as part of like you know producing this like frankly bullshit narrative around like what the scottish past was you know
0: that's amazing Uh, it's a tradition that is like made up 20 years it's like diamond wedding rings right like oh that's been around for like 50 years
1: yep exactly
2: i think that tristan i i would never impugn your your knowledge of of kilts or scots people but i have to say that of course they picked the dyes that looked best on them if you if your clan was a winter tone <laughs> you had to wear a certain shades. T- but if you were more of a spring or an autumn you can't be wearing any old kilt color
0: no you so, have to wear those like red exactly. red and navies
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but on your
0: butt right like that's where you yeah
1: but um Oh yeah, and sorry to, to, to maybe like because I know we really want to talk about uh, diver Di and um, but I to kind of maybe sort of like put a point on on this particular aspect of it, um the uh, like so yeah so like how so what do you like what can you incorporate and save about like this threatening Scottishness but make it all friendly and part of like Brit you know Britain, um well part of it is like historical figures right and like Rob Roy yeah I mean he's this scary Highland outlaw going to come steal your cattle and women and uh but uh, well but may, what if we romanticize him? And what if we give you this like Mm -hmm. you know cool story about him and then maybe you can you know what so like he exists as like this kind of like nostalgic cultural form but like evacuated of any of the like threatening symbolism of him i okay so i because i got
0: stuck in why this is or not or isn't a romance novel like what is what's our what's our like brunette heroine Who's not like other girls doing here
2: our, our manic pixie dream cunt.
0: for sure <laughs> she rides good on a horsey pony and hunts foxes yeah
2: and she does the meanest shit you could ever possibly imagine yeah that's yeah. true
1: uh no she does and and it, the novel is extremely horny for her. um and and I so let me so let me just read for a bit from chapter five when when he first gets to, his ball to Stone Hall and he he meets Di, Di Vernon. Uh, and and so basically, he sees the, the dipshit Osbaldiston boys go galloping by, and then there's this there's this this, this raven-haired lady on horseback. Uh, uh, so here's what we get: It was a young lady, the loveliness of whose features, whose very striking features, was enhanced by the animation of the chase and the glow of the exercise. Mounted on a beautiful horse, jet black, unless where he was flecked by uh, spots of the snow-white foam which embossed his bridle, she wore what was then somewhat unusual: a coat, vest, and hat resembling those of a man which fashion has since called a riding habit (laughs) the mode had been introduced while i was in france and was perfectly new to me her long black hair streamed in the breeze having in the hurry of the chase escaped from the ribbon which bowed it some very broken ground through which she guided her horse with the most admirable address and presence of mind retarded her course and brought her closer to me than any of the riot the riders had passed i had therefore a full view of her uncommonly fine face and person to which an inexpressible charm was added by the wild gaiety of the scene and the romance of her singular dress and unexpected appearance um so yeah like and- she's got her hair down like a harlot <laughs> she- a simple hubba hubba will do here <laughs> my friend <laughs> And, and and like we yeah, so we learn other things about her. Like, yeah, she just makes fun of like the dipshit brothers to their face, and like Frank's like, this is kind of giving me a boater, but I don't know. It, it seems kind of unladylike. Um, like she she reads Latin because like Rashley has been her teacher, and that's all he's like, I don't know how to teach any girl stuff. So like um it, it, so he so,
0: gets into a slap fight with Rashley because he's like, I'm too horny, I gotta drink yes. and slap
1: fight. So what what is interesting? me as someone who has read a lot of Walter Scott is that uh, she so this this figure, this type is very recognizable in Scott's fiction. Um, there's a critic from the 1960s named Alexander Welsh um, who had this argument which sounds ridiculous until you're like oh no wait actually this this it does describe Scott's novels uh, that every novel has a blonde and every novel has a brunette and the the blonde is the very kind of subby typical romance kind of like Saxony like Dutiful Wife character who the hero always like does wind up with um the Burnett is the is the dummy kind of like scary because sort of catholic celtic other figure who the hero actually is really interested in but like that desire is too threatening it has to get like transformed into this desire for this more appropriate object
0: she knows how to do weird sex stuff
1: yes. in his brain i mean that is yeah. like very close to the surface of the text that that's what the implication is
0: but yep. but this like be... I read a lot of Latin, so I know how to do weird sex stuff.
1: Well, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The
2: Catholic sex stuff isn't it? I mean,
1: that's oh, yeah. no totally. Yeah. But but what's interesting to me about Rob Roy is like this is like maybe the only Scott novel I can think of where there isn't like the, the 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 blonde subby figure. It is he he does the hero does wind up with this figure, although I think like the way she appears at the end of the novel has I mean we should talk about that, but yeah. So he gets to be
0: with the lady with her hair down who I guess like slaps him with the claymore behind closed doors. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, she also she also does the meanest thing you can possibly do, which is she reads his shitty poem aloud and tells him how shitty it <laughs> is. Know, that's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, no, it's not it's not That's just... truly some like dom, mean girl shit she pulls. Yep. Yeah, no, and I think that, you know, he he sort of enjoys her making fun of um the his cousins but i but i think like part in addition to like oh like that's on i think he's like oh shit she could fucking like own me real hard if she wanted to and which he also thinks is hot you know <laughs> but,
0: that's what he wants but like yeah. why Like i like the reason i was so fucked up about this is because that is the heroine of a contemporary romance
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the woman who is like recognizable as a type to us like now yeah 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 that's the proxy for the reader in a romance novel and again like i've read like five of those i don't have a like a catalog but i even i know that yeah
2: no that's right yeah no it, she is she is very much like but th- this may take too long to get into but it's like do we see a lot of women like this um who who wind up in her position at the end of the novel like i think tristan like that may been that that may be what you're saying about like there's no blonde here
1: yeah i mean it, it is notable to me that like she stops having dialogue <laughs> for a little yeah, much of sure. the last two chapters like you know so there, there's there's this break right like there when it's the first moments when or the first uh portion of the text when frank is at osbaldistone As- As- As hall uh like diana and he talk a lot um and then she disappears for much of the novel and then she comes back at the end and says very little so like i mean it's almost like it, it, the novel has kind of like tried to take that sort of like threateningly like not abiding by like gendered constructions of femininityness away from her and so i and i think like but i think that we don't
0: see it it's just like we just blank we just cross it out
1: no, yes. No, exactly. And so, like, part of me wonders if that isn't Scott's ode, sort of, like, maybe even, like, kind of subconscious wondering if, like, okay, and, like, it goes to, like, his whole project of, like, dealing with the past and these historical forms that, like, it, like in a lot of his other novels, like, he wants, he wants to, like, acknowledge the hoardiness for, for, the, for this, 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 uh, this, you know, woman, to, uh, this, this topology of, like, femininity, but, he, but he's able to contain it by having this other object here it's almost like oh but actually i don't know if i can contain that which i think also bleeds over into like can i contain any of the nostalgia that i've been trying to work through um or also like you know is modern like you know megan you you point out i think very well she is like an archetypally modern kind of figure like maybe also like modernity it's like i'm trying to like produce modernity maybe i don't quite have a handle on how that's going to work you know what i mean
0: oh that's really interesting so she's like two she's She's too modern a, a figure, so it's like, the novel doesn't have the goddamn time to tame her. Yeah. So it just doesn't bother. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just knows like, this is a romance, right? So he's gotta, like, he's gotta get some by the end of it, but it happens over the course of, like, a page. Yeah.
2: Right. And, well, but like, romance novels also are are usually, like, in a weird way, all about education. Like, whether it's, like, about, like, whether it's uh, someone who winds up in a different culture, or like doesn't know what to fuck, or like right. whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, they like this one. It works in exactly the way you're saying because she was educated separately and in this like fully uh, like male environment.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah. she she already gets to have. So it's already taken care of by the structure of the novel.
2: I. I I mean, I think so. Like, I can see this novel, my alternate universe fantasy of this novel is that Rashley was originally a woman named Ash, Ashley, and then he changed the plot but like and and that was supposed to be a full fo- like her for you know her foil yeah. um that's that has no basis in reality whatsoever but that <laughs> but that's all i can think of because it's like she is she she arrives pre-educated and so does he like he's always bragging about how he studied abroad in france like these two he would fall in love he
0: didn't learn anything like from page one he's like i want to have- fucking holland to do nothing
1: yeah yeah
0: By i mean on the first page like his study abroad he was just like i went away (laughs) i didn't like get there it's stupid
2: but he weirdly starts bragging about it in the middle like i went to france remember that time i went to france like it wasn't france when i was in france like we did it different
1: right yeah yeah
0: but this sort of now like it's two books yes right it's a book yeah. with this, this there's this like gorgeous uh I, I got my hair down i'm riding on my on my big strong horse there's that novel <laughs> and then there's the novel <laughs> with like long-armed you know glenn glenn bigbeardo or whatever his name is like red 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 his name is literally red robin P.S. I know. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, is, yes. Rob, Rob Roy, it's, yeah, I get yes. Gaelic for he's, Red, Red he's Robin.
0: In, he's in a suburban theme restaurant.
2: Why yeah. don't they fuck? Are his arms too long? Diana and Rob Roy? I, oh, he's married, he's married. Yeah. No,
0: because that, that, has, not, that, that would be one novel, right? Like, that would be yeah. like, the, the romance novel that's familiar to us, is if she's like, oh, I'm supposed to marry this drip, but instead she marries, like, mcgillicuddy big balls <laughs> yes that's the logical
1: conclusion yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly
0: and um, oh and p.s he's not even allowed to use his real name i learned from the introduction which was a colossal waste of my time
1: yeah no I, he's yeah. not
0: allowed to be mcgregor because it's secretly means
1: big balls yeah, <laughs> and also one of my—I know we got—I know we got to wrap up soon, but one of my favorite, th- one of the only things for that introduction that I'm not like, uh, that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of glad I found this, that the founder of the McGregor clan, his think his name is Siar Mar, which I'm not, I'm not sure that that's how you pronounce that, but fine, um, which translates to the great mouse-colored man. <laughs>
0: Oh. <laughs> like I that. mean, what I learned I is the silliest names, and also that my kid should be called Megan Oig.
1: Megan Oig, yes, Megan Oig, the uh, the, 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 uh, the 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 ruler of Glen Crack Clavenfukan. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, one day she'll listen to this. She'll never listen to this. It'll be bullshit her mom did, but like
2: she will totally listen to this one day.
0: Uh, I really doubt it, but uh, but we'll be mad that I thought about calling her Megan Oig. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Play this one for her at any time that she does anything that you know, like you just want to, you just want to be like, hey, listen, be grateful to me. I could have
1: <laughs>
0: named you Megan Oig.
1: But that that yeah, that, thanks for thanks for indulging me in this novel, guys.
0: Uh, <laughs> I really did enjoy it. I mean, like despite myself, I sort of liked this. Yeah,
2: it was. I- I, 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 I had to download a speed reading app to read (laughs) It
1: it is, but it was
2: good. I did like it. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. And
1: I, I like my thing with Scott is always that like, I think that he, he's sort of doing really smart stuff in spite of himself and his shittiness. If that makes sense.
2: He's a classic, right. Better than, you know, guy that for sure. Yes. Yeah. Like which is why I think of James Fenimore Cooper when I read it.
1: No, this. and I think I think that is I think that's a that's a very fair comparison.
0: On that, Katie, do you have a game for us? I am like I am totally jonesing for this one.
2: I do I do have a game for you. I have a game for you. Let me pull this game up just for you. Um, so we're gonna return. uh we're gonna return to something that just really matters. It's important as we wrap up and we do these games to focus on what is relevant and important. And that is again, the outlander books. Okay. Sure. Uh, And I purchased a book, I purchased a book with American dollars, (laughs) two American dollars and 99 American cents. Um, The author of that, again, wrote about sex scene writing. Um, Unfortunately for this game, much of that was too revolting to even consider using.
0: That, so I yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. So so we had to do, we had to do a little uh we had to do a little improv. So but what I want to really kind of I want you to dig deep in your hearts and souls and see if if you two can match up to the hero of Outlander, Jamie Fraser. Uh sexy virgin. Sp- butt guy that's not even (laughs)
0: remotely a silly name by the way
2: (laughs) no he is a perfectly unsilly name um but okay are you are you ready to see if you match up to this fucking stupid bullshit (laughs) i'll do my best okay so here we go question number one you find out that the sexy lady with mysterious powers that you've been getting real into is actually a time traveler what is your response? A, she's a witch. She's a witch. Drown the witch. <laughs> B, ask her if this is a Doctor Who type cosplay thing. Because if so, you're not interested. <laughs> or C, finger bang her to completion. <laughs> so you get some news. What do you do? What's
0: Okay, so the B, what's B again?
2: B is um, ask her if this is a Doctor Who type cosplay thing, and if so, you're not Okay,
0: interested. so it's definitely B because A is counter-revolutionary because we do not drown witches, witch hunting, was class no. war. Thank you, Sylvia Federici. That article is actually completely wrong and has a lot of bad facts. Well, <laughs> I love her anyway.
1: <laughs> I will. I will also say too that. Well, um, actually,
0: that's wrong. <laughs> you
2: two got to be like, oh, Mr. Big Balls McGregor, dork. The sword, the sword,
1: the big tall sword.
0: <laughs> Give me this.
1: Uh, I, I would have to say, too, that A, um, like A is definitely a type in like sort of like Scott's, uh, like, you know, national romances. Uh, but A is always like the comic relief, not at all sexy, like Presbyterian lowlander who's basically there to be like, oh, she's a witch. And, the, the, you know, the cool Highlanders are like, who is this fucking dork? Like, can we just kill him? So, uh, so I'll, I'll say uh, I'll go with B, too. I mean, I'm down for cosplaying, but this is this is not a Doctor Who cosplaying. This is a this is a this is a very I'm mean, well, Doctor or two like a time traveler uh, but, but this this we're, we just wear kilts exclusively there's no, no time traveling here you know
0: yeah we're doing a different thing
1: okay.
0: <laughs> i'm still like Alrighty. so butthurt about you thinking sylvia federici is wrong <laughs> uh
2: the can just cancel it just forget i said anything
0: <sighs> Damn, the, the,
2: it's all right i uh, can't count it sometimes um i'm a dork too
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're all dorks
2: we're all dorks here, and sometimes dorks have slap fights about nothing. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so okay, so uh, again, the real question is:
0: us. Is witch hunting really counter revolutionary?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's it all. Is. That's all I care yeah. about.
0: I'm done. Okay, I don't care if she has bad facts. That's yeah. that's all.
2: Yeah, you're you're right about the. Yeah, you're right about that. She's right about that. We're all we can all hold hands and be right about that saying That I. Think is true
0: that's all but, that's all i needed to know so i don't have to like mutter angrily all night long
2: <laughs> uh no no you don't have to mutter I- i'm being a pennant and a dork um <laughs> about civics or facts
0: that i i i will actually all kinds of dumb facts all the time so that's i'm cool that's good
2: <laughs> okay see you know what dorks can get along <laughs> <Can't-> <laughs> Handshake, handshake. Okay. So you're ready. Are you ready to get into the, get into your mind palaces again for question two? You are a time traveler and you believe the love of your life. Again, whose name is Jamie has met his demise at the battle of Culloden. Mm -hmm. But in fact, and so then you time travel through magical stones back to like 19 fucking 30. And then you, you fuck some annoying bug, husband that we don't even need to get into, but you're actually pregnant with the Scottish guy's baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, whoa. Okay. So (laughs) what do you do next? Okay. So a go back through the magical portal of stones and just kind of poke him once or twice to make sure he's actually dead. (laughs) (laughs) B Simply bounce and live in modern-ish times where the toilets flush and everyone's balls aren't out all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Or C. Wait 20 years until you have an adult daughter and then time travel again to find your soulmate, making sweet love to him in a print shop while he's dressed like Benjamin Franklin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, modern modern times when the toilets flush, obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah totally. I I um I, I mean the the thing about larping uh as as Sir Walter, sure let's do that now. Uh as Sir Walter liked to do which I as a dork I'm like okay I get that. Is you're actually in the fucking present, right? Like yes. the 18th century sucked. Everyone was dirty constantly. Yeah. Everyone got smallpox. Uh, it, there were no toilets. Uh, like there was nothing to wipe your ass with under your kilt. Um, <laughs> let's yeah, we'll 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 stay. Yeah, we're we'll, we're gonna stay in the <laughs> the delightful 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: and raise her she, raise her uh, as a communist. If this is yes. the 19 yeah. fucking 30s, like. Uh, there's all kinds of fun commie shit to do.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's true.
0: Well, I, you know, I want to I want to raise her on my own as a as a as a tiny socialist. Yeah. I want her to be I a red that. diaper baby.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, as, uh, my, Marvelous. Uh, our uh, certainly uh, my, my kid and your kid are going to be red diaper babies.
0: I still I still think you're going to end up ruining your kid by his one day you're saying Kid, you have to share it. And he's saying, I thought in this family we wouldn't believe in private property.
1: No, it's coming. It's <laughs> coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't wait for that day. Are you ready for question number three? Yes. Okay. So, related to question number two. You find yourself cucked by a Scottish guy from the ancient past. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? A. Simply part ways with your spouse, encouraging her to eat, pray, and love. Perhaps consciously uncoupling so that things are friendly. hmm B, two can play at that game. You find your own hunky ginger and absolutely go to town on him. And then you live happily together in a polycule. How like. <laughs> or C, stay together for 20 years in a loveless marriage, planning to divorce because your wife is always jonesing for that for that ancient, ancient Scottish dick.
1: Polycule! <laughs> yeah, for the polycule, yeah. I love it. I mean, it sounds like the funnest of the three options, so, yeah.
0: Are you telling me I have two Ds available to me at any given moment, and mm-hmm. you think I would take any other option? You
2: have two Ds, but only one is good.
1: Right. That's yeah. better than
2: none! Yes. Yeah. You you've a you've 100% more good dick in this
0: option. Yeah. yeah. you actually have to be pedantic. Um you have an infinite percentage more. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the difference yep. between yep. 0 and 1. That's right. It's yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a calculation error, right? Like <laughs> it Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't
0: yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, they always as they always say a hard man is good to find.
1: I've, they do say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I I really do feel like B is also again the only option here.
2: Okay, okay. So here's so this so this is that was the quiz, and here's one more bonus question. Um, you've both gotten every single answer wrong so far, so <laughs> I'm gonna give you this bonus question okay. to redeem yourself. So, okay. 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 And just keep in mind past quizzes. I really really rooting for you too. Okay. Okay. So, which of the following appears in the actual sex scene book written by the author of Outlander? Which of these phrases appears in that book?
0: Too many buttons. A. Not enough butts.
2: <laughs> I wish mm-hmm. that'd be better. Quote, I have a bad yeast infection.
0: <laughs> Is A. Oh. B.
2: Qu- quote, Grandma stood up. And her insides fell out. Uh. Or C, he slid in
0: his chode. Dot. dot, dot. <laughs> That's not actually what a chode is. <laughs> um,
2: the rest of the sentence is so much worse and <laughs> I
0: showed remarkable restraint not reading it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we know it's the third one, but also, like, can you just? Why didn't you bring back James Joyce here? Yeah.
2: <laughs> bring back James. Okay. Well, Cause I. The I, I these in are a way, so much less embarrassing. In a way, I brought back James Joyce here. In a
0: way. In a way. Yeah. This is disgusting.
1: Yeah. Okay. I've changed I, my mind
0: entirely. Men are
1: gross. Change <laughs> <laughs> the answer to why would you want two? Right? Like, why would you want Eddie? Right? You know? right. <laughs> yeah. But uh,
2: we've really, we've really, uh, we, we've done horseshoe theory of
0: dicks. You
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, or Schrodinger's
0: cat. It's both. Yeah. It's taro- It's everything simultaneously. Uh, Schrodinger's dick. Schrodinger's dong. Dick.
1: So we're going a love with, letter. We're we're going with Chode. God, if, you, if we must. All right,
0: yeah.
2: Okay. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> um, all of them were from that book. <laughs> They're all real things. Oh They're all
0: real things. no! Uh, um,
2: and even when you two picked different different answers, <laughs> we were always
0: you're always wrong. Understandably, you're always wrong
2: but actually that says something good about both of both that of so we're not
0: yeah. we can't be good at
1: outlanding yeah okay well then, for the best. this confirms my uh desire to never watch that
0: yeah it's it's not good
1: uh watch the highlander though uh a love of uh 80s pop culture that my wife and i both share uh, <laughs> the also watch
0: the, war- the warrior king which is the recent netflix movie about mm-hmm. uh robert the bruce
1: Yes, I do. I need to see that I with
0: the woman that Katie hates. <clears throat> who? Who's that? Who? who who's that from? Uh, little Women and Midsummer. Oh, oh, what's her? Uh, uh F- Florence Pugh. Yeah, mm. she's the the love interest. Well, the the love interest in those movies is always already a wife, and mm. then becomes the love interest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she's really cute. She's got.
0: She's very cute. She's got a red <laughs> wig in that one. <laughs>
2: nice how, how nice.
0: okay but it's got some full Checking frontal out. you know like that's that's mm-hmm. just always a always a treat
2: <laughs> oh well i i mean there's no other way to see tits
0: so <laughs> no
2: but These it, it, it has at.
0: d in it oh mm. my word it has men's that's ri- it has man full frontal
2: <laughs> that you you don't see that there that, that, that you don't see that except in that movie about the Hawaiian vacation where Jason Siegel gets dumped I think. That's
0: that's true. It's just yeah. you know remember that Scott's people up until like 2019 didn't wear underpants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How could I forget? Really? I'll never forget now.
0: <laughs> and then you know they got on the boxer briefs trend real hard. <laughs> we're I'm gonna get to some it. emails about that <laughs> okay what what a genuine pleasure to talk about this insano book
1: yes i had a lot of fun and thanks thanks for reading it with me guys
0: truly Enjoy. truly a pleasure i can't i really think the door is open to some truly insano shit though <laughs> <laughs> we're,
1: we're gonna get weird with
0: it <laughs> gonna get weird it's never been weird it's only Man. weird now
1: yeah
2: for the first time.
0: <laughs> For the first time. All right. Thank you. This has been Better Red Than Dead. You can find Tristan on Twitter at TJ Schweiger. You can find Katie on Twitter at Katie Crywo. You can find me on Twitter at Tussler Soros. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Better Red Pod. And email us at betterredpodcast at gmail.com. But only if it is to talk smack about the wigs, in which case you should Never mind, just write Tristan directly because <laughs> I Katie doesn't care and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> um I that they have wigs, that's what I know. Um <laughs> please, as we don't in general do any electoral politics, we just do dork politics, but nonetheless, we're just gonna tell you, go get your butts in the streets and vote for our pal Bernard. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um our intro music is left Bronstein by the Redskins used with their permission. Our logo was created by Jane Bonsack of JB design and content. And in celebration of Tristan, finally getting us to read this book, we'll be going out with <laughs> Donald McGillivray, a mm-hmm. song about the Jacobite, Jacobite Jacobite. Jacobite. Yeah. Risings recorded by the Scottish folk band, silly wizard and used with their permission. So thanks to silly wizard and their generosity uh r- rate review subscribe tell us that we're nice or not nice we're both uh next <laughs> week we are going to be talking about henry james the turn of the screw continuing the podcast's greatest theme which is wicked children <laughs> mm-hmm. we have native son on deck super jazzed very soon we have our long awaited melville spectacular with benito sereno and our two part Moby Dick episode. So thank you comrades.
1: The gallant that brooks lay tangledness Wiggin' and briggin' And on ye fangledness time and be gay He when he be pocketman He will hate justice Or bet he'll it, man Come like a cobbler, Donald McGillivray Come like a cobbler, Donald McGillivray Beat the man bore And, and lingle him to the lay up with him, James, with Donald all was mumber the way birds mocked at me, all was blended, with lines of property